Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. It is April 25th, 2022, and we have an absolutely stacked show for you. So sit down and let's do this. As always, we're going to start with markets. And this morning, it's nothing but bad news. And there are three things you need to know. One, the value of stocks around the world is down. Two, stocks are falling ahead of a very important earnings week, and also crypto not doing much better. So around the world, what's going on? Well, stocks got clobbered today in Asia. Why? Well, concerns about more lockdowns in China, especially with news that the pandemic is spreading in Beijing. Recall that Shanghai has been under very strict lockdown for weeks now, causing some internal discontent in that country. European stocks have also fell sharply today, though a little bit less than Asian shares. It is red, though, across the board in Europe. And here in the U.S., futures are down somewhat, less than a percent across major indices, but still, it's not good. What you can kind of see, actually, if you look at a map, is fear radiating outward from China to Asia to Europe and then the United States. This all comes ahead of earnings week. Essentially, we're going to hear from a host of major companies today, including Alphabet and Microsoft on Tuesday, Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, PayPal, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Robinhood later in the week, among others. It is a huge period of reporting for some of the most important and previously fastest growing companies out there. Now, if you're not really into equities and really prefer the token game, well, crypto is not faring that much better this morning. Major coins have sold off a couple points in the last day, and Bitcoin is back under the $40,000 mark, while ETH is back under the $3,000 mark. Those are two levels that the most famous cryptocurrencies, or tokens if you will, in the market have yet to break out of for some time. Now, I'm not going to say we found, you know, price stability in crypto, but it's worth kind of holding on to 40K and 3K. First up today from the world of news. Well, it's all about Elon Musk buying Twitter uh, yet again. Now, after this deal was initially proposed and Twitter moved to quickly defend itself with a poison pill defense, you would have been forgiven for thinking that the proposed takeover of Twitter, the social network by the transit CEO and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk will be dead in the water. But as it turns out, Not a bit of it. After Musk outlined in a filing last week that he had indeed lined up funding, the deal's terms were suddenly more reality than Mirage, and the ball got moving. Recent reporting indicates that Twitter worked on deal terms with Musk over the weekend, and as I write and record for you this morning, Bloomberg is saying that the deal could get done today. Now, what are investors saying about this? Do they buy it? Well, Twitter shares are up to more than $51 per share this morning after rising nearly 4% on Friday. This morning, as the time I wrote down these notes for the show, shares of the social network were up 5.6% in pre-market trading. That's investors saying, hey, we think this is going to happen. We would like some free money. What a turnaround. (laughs) What a surprise. I wonder if Twitter will be able to juice a bit more money from Musk to make sure that the deal properly values the company. But, you know, Musk is considered to be one of the, if not the richest human alive, so he can afford it. Anyways, Twitter was facing a uniquely hard situation here, so maybe this is where it was always going to end up. Precisely what Musk may do with Twitter is not yet clear. He's spoken about taking on bots, but given his famous use of the microblogging service, it's a little hard to figure out what he really wants to do and what is a joke. So more as it comes, and I'm frankly worried that by the time you hear this, the news will have been confirmed, but the deal has gone from no to hell no to maybe to now it's happening. It's somewhat amazing that we are still here talking about the pandemic, and yet here we are still talking about the pandemic. Why in this case? Well, this morning, the Financial Times wrote about Hopin, the online and hybrid virtual events platform that saw explosive growth during the earlier stages of COVID, 
raising enormous sums at a massive valuation of nearly $8 billion. But according to the Financial Times, the number of events on a publicly listed kind of area of Hopin appears to have fallen sharply. And on the secondary markets, the value of Hopin's equity has dropped by as much as 41%. Also, recall that Hopin executed a round of layoffs back in early 2022. Now, Hopin is not in danger of shuttering. It reached nine-figure ARR, or annual recurring revenue, last year, and even at a slower pace of growth can add nicely to that tally and eventually go public. Now, at what price? Well, that's the billion or multi-billion dollar question. But during the pandemic, Hopin got busy buying other companies, which means that it added a lot of revenue to its core business through acquisitions of companies like StreamYard, for example. A good question for us to ask now is how those buys will fare as Hopin likely sees its core product growth slow. If those add-ons can keep growing, the expansion could grant Hopin a shot at keeping its overall growth rate intact, maybe? Note that Hopin is, of course, not the only pandemic-boosted company to suffer from slowing growth. There's other names out there like Peloton and Netflix and Instacart and a bunch of others, companies that saw their initial growth shoot up and are now dealing with kind of the indigestion after the feast. Let's put aside all that bad news and talk about some startups and some positive news. How about that? Let's change it up. Okay. First up is a company called Zenda that was recently written about by TechCrunch's Annie Njanja, and she writes that it's a, quote, UAE-based startup looking to change how parents pay school bills and the way educational institutions manage fee collection. The Middle East-based company is looking to Africa for growth and just raised $9.4 million. Now, why do we care about this company? Well, as it turns out, paying for school in some regions involves physical proof of payment, which the company gets rid of. So essentially, it's an old school financial system that's being taken over by fintech. Yeah, it's kind of a standard story. Fintech in the Middle East and especially Africa has been very hot in recent quarters. So this deal doesn't shock us, but the specificity of the business model of Zinda itself makes us kind of realize, holy crap, there's a lot of white space out there to build into. And second in the world of startups is a company called Rooster. Note, not Rooster, Rooster. It's Rooster without the T. Anyways, TechCrunch's Ingrid London wrote it up, and she writes the company has, quote, built a platform to make the business of phishing more efficient, and thus the process overall more traceable and less prone to waste. I love all of that. How does it do that? Well, the company more precisely, quote, provides a marketplace for sourcing fish aimed at both those fishing and those buying for wholesale. So, you know, kind of sits in between those people in the boats and those people with plates to fill. The company takes a commission on each transaction and has enabled around 50,000 of those to date. We don't know how big it is, but certainly that does show some demand for what the company has built. And of course, Rooster has raised money, $23 million in a round led by Index Ventures that saw participation from GV. Stocks go up and stocks go down. So what? Well, the sell-off matters for a couple of reasons. In the traditional startup world, falling stock prices can ding startup fundraising chances by making VCs more cautious and lowering expected exit prices. That's well known. We've talked about it on the show ad nauseum over the years. But another factor at play is that the people behind the VCs, the LPs writing their checks, get poorer when stocks go down. So it's not really coincidence that venture funds got bigger as the stock market itself rose out of the ashes of its early COVID sell-off. So this latest round of global selling could indicate that we're not exactly heading into a period when VCs are going to have even more capital, which could slow the global private market push. Still, of course, just another day of trading, not the full picture, but I will say we've been down for a while and seeing further selling really does seem to indicate that we're not in a cold period. This could be more like an early ice age, if you will. Now, impacts of the sell-off in crypto land are actually a bit more immediate. Coinbase and others make their daily bread from trading, which goes up when crypto prices go up, historically at least. So for Coinbase and other trading platforms, many of which I'll note are still private and still raising money, flat or falling crypto prices is really bad news. 
So Coinbase's stock is near its all-time lows and is off another 1.8% in pre-market trading. I don't think that's coincidental when we compare its stock price to the value of crypto assets. The company was once worth over $100 billion in secondary trading before it went public and actually managed to just about reach that number once it did. Today, it's worth around $31 billion, according to Google Finance. There is fear in the market. Fear that U.S. inflation won't be tamed, that the war in Ukraine could expand or intensify, or both. That China will keep locking down its cities to temporarily quash COVID so strictly that it will actually kill its economy. That a global decoupling will become more than fear, and that economic growth around the world will slow sharply this year. That's not really a risk-on environment, regardless of what your friendly local angel investor says. All right, and that is our show for this fine Monday morning, but a little bit of good news to wrap things up, which is that we are live on Hoppin, ironically, and Twitter Spaces this Thursday to record our Friday show. We've had a lot of fun recording these shows live. We stick around afterwards, we answer some questions, we hang out, we kick it. It's really just a lot of fun. So make sure to drop by there. If you don't know when it's going to happen, well, follow us on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod, or you can follow me, I tweet under the handle Alex. So we're back on Wednesday, we'll see you on Thursday, and we'll be out on Friday. Okay, bye. Bye.